I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. All right. It's your favorite day, right? Because you hear it's Thursday. Well, we know it's my favorite day. And I imagine it's yours because you keep coming back. So I love you. And if you're new here, welcome. It's your new favorite day. So I have with us today, and let me just go ahead and say this while I'm thinking about it. I feel like I didn't came up on the podcast with the person we got today. Okay. She is amazing woman and I met her we talked to Liz Fleming recently and I met this this woman as well at Wex last year so shout out to Wex for the amazing connections I have Shantia Coley with us today y'all listen this is a woman who does not sit still and you're gonna find out why Shantia hello how you doing hello hello thank you for having me I'm so excited I'm really excited this is going to be a good one yeah yeah I I agree with you this is because you look you have that when I met you last year, you wouldn't have known that we had known each other before because right. it's like a, what's up? Hey girl. Like it was, I love that about you. You just, just, man, you just so awesome. And of all the awesome things y'all can read in her bio, if you go to the full show notes, I'm going to let her tell you about who she is and what she does. And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to hush now. Chantella, Ch- Ch- Chantella, Chantia, tell us. <laughs> I made a whole, look, I done made a whole sentence out of all of it. Chantia, would you please tell us? who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So as you've heard, I'm Shantia Coley. So in a nutshell, I am a first-generation college graduate. So the first person in my family to go off to a four-year university and graduate. And after that, I pursued law. So I am now an attorney for a Fortune 500 corporation. I am married. I met my husband in law school. I am the mother of five-year-old identical twin boys, Jacob and Joshua, my whole entire heart. And in order to fill my cup, right, my passion is wellness. My passion is inclusion. And so I am a self-proclaimed wellness and inclusion strategist. And that basically means for me, what I do with that is I travel, I speak, I educate, on those topics, I host workshops, I facilitate trainings, I moderate panels, you name it, on wellness, advocacy, leadership, and equity. That's W-A-L-A or L-E, excuse me. So that's Wale. And I've created through Wale, which is a Yoruba word, the Wale Institute. And that's where I house my trainings on wellness and inclusion. Mm-mm. I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. <laughs> Listen, let me let me let me run that back for you. Let me run that back. Black woman, lawyer, Fortune 500, mother, wife, and mother of identical twin boys, wife, all of that, entrepreneur, speaker, and a first generation college graduate. You have become the woman that I can only imagine as a child you looked at other women hoping to be. 
Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Shantia, wow. how you did that? Because people like us who come from places, because you're from where again? Where are you from? So I'm a military brat, but I grew up in Kinston, North Carolina. No G, not Kingston. That's Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) Kinston, Kinston, North Carolina, very small rural town in the eastern part of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then look at you now. And, you know, and I mentioned those things and the reason I've been so fat. Look, now you know why I've been so fascinated with you, right? Why I'm always like, girl, (laughs) because... To come where you come from, and especially being first generation, and to have figured it out, and though you're still figuring it out, I'm sure, because aren't we all, yes. that you've arrived to this place to go back and be some little black girl's dream, and you can tell her that it's possible because of what you've been able to do. Come on, somebody. Aww. Yeah, so I, I adore you, and I'm glad to have you here and to see the work you're doing because you are what's possible. For sure, for sure. But look, I didn't mean to get all heavy on you, but I was like, listen, I don't know if you hear yourself, but you know, this is what I see. It's all right. I I receive that and I appreciate that. Yes. You're so very welcome. You're so very welcome. So thank you for standing in your power and for trusting your journey. Let me say that Mm. too, to even get to this place to be the example, because there are a lot of people who are not where you are. And I'm sure even with your work in race, you know, equity and inclusion, that you do that because there are not many people who look like you at the table. And to be at a Fortune 500, to be able to introduce those conversations and have them you know, that's, that's very powerful. Yeah, but speaking of which, you know, since I mean, we're on that topic, can you talk to us a little bit about, again, being this, this Black woman showing up in spaces and leading these conversations? How do we do more of this, especially for those who are still in corporate spaces? Yeah, well, by birth, we are a resource on this topic. By birth, we are experts on this topic, right? And so I think just by showing up and offering ourselves up for these conversations. So I've been in many rooms speaking on this, but I don't have a degree in any of this. My degree is in law, but I have a platform just because I am a Black woman in a corporate space, as Hmm. many of your listeners may be. And it's important to recognize that because once you recognize that, I think you realize that there is a little bit of onus on us to use our voices, to actually speak up and to not shrink due to imposterism in the room and not say a word, right? When there's a conversation happening and we realize that our contribution would be really great right now on this particular subject. And I know for a fact, because I do it even to this day, I I do it a lot. We do shrink ourselves, right? Imposter syndrome is real, but we can't do that. We, and when I say we, I mean us as People of color, if any of your listeners are, are, are persons of color that are in those spaces, we can't afford to do that, especially in the critical time that we are in. This time is critical for, you know, we, we all know, right? The race relations, the, everything that's happening. But we also, one thing I've noticed through doing these speakings and doing these teachings, we have the ear of our counterparts. Hmm. They are listening, whether by force or by choice, they are finally listening. So, um, and, and taking it just away from race relations, if you're in a room and you know that you have people listening and you know, no matter the topic, and you know that you are a resource due to your experiences, your life experiences, and due to your story, don't shrink. Absolutely don't shrink. Speak up, your voice is needed. And you only do yourself a disservice and your ancestors a disservice when you don't speak up. And that's where you get the mistakes that are being made. 
by corporations and by businesses and by individuals, they're making the mistakes often out of ignorance. And that's not to to place the blame on us, but we, we do have an obligation when you have a platform and when you do have history with something, you do have an obligation to speak up and educate. You do, it's tiresome. It, it is, I, I know it is tiresome, but we do have an obligation. Mm, you touched on everything I was thinking, it being tiresome, it being, you know, well, us being afraid sometimes to speak up and say things. What do you say to someone who's already saying, I'm already tired and I'm already burnt out? What do you say to that? Because it sometimes feels like I don't have the energy to keep going in whatever fight I'm fighting. Well, absolutely. If, if you get to that point and you can acknowledge that and recognize that, it's absolutely okay to press pause, right? So I'm, my message is not that we have to constantly continue to show up to our very own detriment. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do uh, wellness checks on yourself, right? Press pause, take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup, right? We've heard that before. So refill your own cup. It's definitely okay to stop for fuel, but we have to stay in the fight. We have to stay in the battle. Hmm. So as somebody who does focus on wellness as well, what would you suggest are some things that people can do to continue to keep balance? Because I know with you, somebody who does many things, again, speaking, being a lawyer, having this institute, mother, wife, all of it, finding balance is key you know, to keep going in every aspect of life. Because I think if we are burnt out, everything suffers, especially as a woman, <laughs> especially as a woman. So, you know. What can we yes. do to stay ahead? So this, what I'll offer up is something that we don't talk about enough. And that is being mindful of what we are consuming. Hmm. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to take it there a little bit and talk about nutrition because I don't think that we are intentional enough about focusing on that, focusing on proper nutrition. But I'm not a nutrition Nazi, right? We definitely enjoy yourself, enjoy life, but... You'll notice a difference when you start becoming intentional about the things you're putting in your body in the way you sleep. Hmm. You'll notice a difference in your energy levels throughout the day. You'll notice a difference in in your ability to focus or not. All based upon your diet, right? All based upon what you are putting in your body. So if, if we're drinking sodas all day long, I love, love, love Coca-Cola, right? But if we're drinking sodas all day long and we're consuming sugary foods all day long, right? And I'm talking excessively, which many of us do it excessively unintentionally. But if we're doing those things, it does directly impact your health because you're sluggish. You can't focus. Mm -hmm. um, you're not sleeping well. All of those things affect our physical and our physical affects the way we show up, right? In life, yes. it affects our ability to be a... A, a sister, a brother, a mentor, a friend, a coworker, a colleague, all of that. So one of my uh, messages for everyone today is just to take a little bit of time and, and, and you notice I'm saying be intentional. I'm not making suggestions on food or one way or another on exactly what that means because it's different for all of us. But just be intentional and in evaluating what you are consuming nutrition-wise and look for ways to maybe improve upon areas that need improvement that we know may need improvement. I agree with that. And you know, something that made me more intentional about how I eat 
more mindful of it was when I started working for myself. And mm. sometimes I hate that I waited so long to kind of put two and two together, but also recognizing that I'd lost significant weight before, but I was trying to lose weight. And this time around, it was more about just being well. And yes. I was like, yes. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, so being well, not trying to move the scale that was never the goal, never the intention. I just wanted to feel good. And I started eating better to fuel my body because showing up to do speaking engagements, traveling, having to entertain, do so many things, I needed to be able to match the energy that I was giving with the energy that I also had, like period. And yes. changing my diet really worked wonders, but then the weight started coming off, but I never made it about weight. It was always about feeling well, but entrepreneurship triggered me because I was like, how am I going to go out here and say I'm a business owner, but I can't go to these networking events because I'm tired. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. Right. You know, it don't make sense to do a conference. And, you know, you and I know from last year, those conferences get heavy, especially when you're coming in as a speaker and I'm talking about I'm tired, I'm trying to go to sleep or I just don't have the stamina. So that really... I'm really feeling what you're saying from that nutrition perspective yeah. and finding out what works for your body. Absolutely. And, and I just want to piggyback up on what you said and highlight the distinction you made. This is not a conversation about the scale and moving the needle that no, this is a conversation, like you said, as it relates to nutrition about feeling well, feeling well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So thinking about all the work that you do, because I got to go back to it because you even are in the community. You do work in the community. How do you determine what's too much to put in your plate? Or is there ever a time you sit and look at everything that's on your plate and decide to take some stuff off? Whew, it's like, you know what I am going through right now. So I, you do have to reevaluate. You have to reevaluate. You have to constantly evaluate. And that's actually what I'm doing right now. So I've gotten to the point where servant leadership is very important to me. It always has been important to me. But I've gotten to the point where there's possibly with some new endeavors that I'll be embarking upon in the fall, it's very possible that I, I will have too much on my plate. So mm -hmm. what I've done, I actually spent last week doing this. I've written out all of my obligations in servant leadership. So not my work obligations, not my family obligations, but my volunteerism or my board service, the committees, et cetera. And I've realized that in order for me to contribute my best to these organizations, I am going to have to minimize my involvement. Mm -hmm. And so what I will have to do is, and I'm at the point now, and it's so difficult because I'm passionate about everything that I'm involved in, right. but I'm learning a hard lesson in the art of saying no and recognizing that I have too much on my plate as far as my servant leadership. And so I, I will have to remove some of it. But I love this moment because it will force me in the future to be more mindful of, of what I'm adding to my plate. And it, it's going to be difficult to say goodbye to some of these obligations, but I know I have to because it does a disservice to them and me if I can't show up uh, fully. So mm -hmm. I, I am at that point. It is a little difficult. You know, we're hard on ourselves and, and I know I shouldn't be. So I, I am giving myself a little bit of grace in this moment, but I wish that I hadn't got to this point where I'm going to have to say, you know, okay, I, I can no longer serve in this capacity for your group, but I'm there. So as I mentioned before, grace is really important. I will give myself grace through it. I'll do what I have to do. And I'll focus my efforts on, on hopefully never getting to that point again, because I, I am more self-aware of 
my time and my energy going forward and what I have to give and to whom. What I really like about what you say is, or what you've said, is this idea of giving yourself grace for getting to this place because it happens over time. And it's not until you sometimes sit like you're doing now and think, wait a minute, wait a minute. 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here, once a week here really adds up. Yes. And so for you to mention, to take time and think about it, but to also, you know, I'll add to prioritize so that you know what to take off your plate is really significant. And I really appreciate you for saying the part of not being good for the others. Not because it's not just about you and what mm-hmm. you're doing when you serve. Because one of the last things you want to do, especially as a servant leader, is not serve. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right. there are a lot of people who are, who are leaders and absent, but the servant part of that is showing up and being present. And so for bringing it to our attention, how what we do is impactful to the groups that we're a part of. And if we do better for them away from them, it's good that we make that decision to let them find who or what's going to work. Yes, yes. Because sometimes people don't know they're in the way. <laughs> well, sometimes they know they're in the way, but they just don't want to get out the way because they don't want to lose the time. Right. So I'm, that's what I'm trying to say too. Let's just say it. That's what I'm trying to say just too. Just say it. Right. Yeah. yeah just, just say it. Just say it. So even thinking about, you know, as you're stepping away from things, as you're reframing what things look like, how do you still, though, find time for yourself? Because not only, again, are you busy with working in corporate, but you have your own business endeavors going on. What do you do to incorporate that time or to be intentional about making time to sit down just with Shantia or to do things just for your nails, massages, hair, whatever? How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I look forward to my me time because I don't make my me time something that's really profound, right? So my <laughs> me time is reality TV that's already pre-recorded because I probably missed the live show. But my, <laughs> my me time is reality TV kicked back doing nothing. My me time is reading a Carl Weber book on my Kindle whenever I can at night. So stealing a chapter here, stealing a chapter there. So what I'm getting at, again, is it's, it's not profound. I, I'm not so hard on myself that I have to sit up researching all the time or if I'm watching something it has to be a documentary on uh, equity or you know I I enjoy the fun stuff you know what some people may say I guess trash TV or things like that I enjoy it (laughs) and I don't care who says what about it I'm, I'm going to definitely indulge in those things and they they recharge me they do it it refuels me and I think because my me time, once again, isn't so, isn't profound, you know, I, I do work out regularly, but that's more out of necessity, not for me time. So again, my me time is just, it's just the chill fun stuff that we all do every day. I think I just recognize the fact that these moments are for me. Mm. So I don't look back on the week and say, oh no, I never, I didn't do anything for myself. Yes, you did. You sat there, you watched two hours mm. of, of reality TV on Wednesday night. So yeah, I don't really struggle with the feeling of balance because those things that we naturally do just for fun or just to relax, those things count, trash or not, as me time. (laughs) Definitely do. Um, And we all have those moments. Sometimes I just talk to my mom on the phone on her way to work every day and we gossip. You know, that's me time too. That's me time too. That's fun too. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun time. 
But what I what I can appreciate again, I find so many jewels in what you're saying, because people look at you and will look at you and say, because of how you live so profoundly, everything has to be profound. You're saying no, let's normalize what success looks like in a way that I'm just a person doing whatever I want to do for me that doesn't have to be grand. So you have some people who give you the perspective that to have this level of success for me to be a millionaire, then my me time means I'm about to take a week trip to Jamaica with all my friends. You know, you're saying, no, it's just me getting on the phone with my mom and just chilling and letting my brain do, you know, like you said, gossipy things. I love calling my mom and be like, girl, (laughs) you know, know, especially now as an adult, having conversations with my mom are so different than when I was a kid. Like, my mom is so cool. Yes. Like you said, watching trash TV. Somebody may say, you Fortune 500 corporation lawyer and you watch trash TV? Yes. Like, we are still people. (laughs) We are still human and that's how you relax. Like, it's not that you have to read a novel. That's cool, but you're not saying I sat through the night and brewed tea and read the whole book. You're just saying I just got a chapter in and went to sleep. I'm good. Right. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's just real. It's just, it just is what it is. Like it's it's just chilling and finding all the small moments that make life so joyful. You know, one of the things I I enjoy doing low-key is going to the grocery store and walking around and looking at the new products. Like it's yes. just a grocery store, but I'm like, oh, when that come out? <laughs> right. I like trying stuff. And it's just like, just being in a grocery store, it's never really packed when I go there. But then to know the people that work there, and that's just the moment where I'm just in the store doing something that's not requiring me, as I know that you can relate to in a workspace, I have to constantly be on, 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 on. So anytime I can just turn it off, it is, again, same thing bubble bath, having a glass of Prosecco, something that's, that's me time. And it doesn't require a thousand, two thousand, two thousand dollars. So. Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, yeah. I, we understand. Not with this budget. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and not in this quarantine. At, at. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, look, the way this thing set up. Anyway, look, don't say them coins. <laughs> but, yeah, but so, look, so much fun. So, just for for someone who's, you know, listening, looking at you and wanting to go to law school or thinking about, you know, if they should go to law school or not or if they should even start a side hustle or not. For all the things that people are looking at thinking of as next steps, rather, that's a good way to put it. What would you say for making some of those hard choices as you have had to do so many times? Ooh, so I would say don't leave it on the pillow. Mm. And by that, I mean, if there is something and we all have that something that it is one of the last things you think about probably most nights as you're exhaling and preparing for bed and you're heading into REM sleep and all of that, if it continuously pops up in your mind in your most relaxed state, that is something that you are obviously passionate about. It's not going to go away. And what you don't want to happen is you get to a point and you look back and you regret the fact that you did not pursue it. And now it is no longer potentially due to some sort of barrier and opportunity for you. So don't leave it on the pillow. Don't leave it on the pillow. Think about those things that keep you up at night and go after them. Go after them. They're keeping you up at night for a reason. They are your your deepest and most significant desires that maybe you don't even speak about. Maybe they're somewhere back in your subconscious, which is why they don't even really show up until nighttime when you're you know daydreaming. But don't leave it on the pillow. Don't leave it on the pillow. I say go for it. I, that's my mentality with 
with things like that. Absolutely go for it. There are resources. There's a wealth of resources out there on almost any topic. If you're interested in law, hit me up. I will talk to you about the LSAT. That's the LSAT. It's like the SAT, but it's for law. I'll talk to you about all of that. But with social media, it's so easy to find somebody and reach out and hit them up. If you if you want to go into medicine or entrepreneurship, we're out there. People are out there. So there's no excuse anymore. There's no excuse hmm. to say, I at least don't have a resource or someone who can talk to me about what this is like and what it takes to get there. So if it's keeping you up at night, you need to absolutely go for it. I do not like to operate in regret. And I don't want to see anyone that I love or that I know or even myself ever have to deal with regret from not pursuing something. And so I, my message would be to just keep in mind that regret is real and you will experience that if you let fear get in the way from pursuing those desires that keep you up at night. Well, you know, I typically ask this question, the last thoughts you want to leave us with, but you just took the cake with that. (laughs) You just gave it all to us. Like, I don't, there's nothing more that needs to be said after that, but because that was it. Can I, let me just, the snaps that that just, not the snaps. Yeah. And I've never heard, don't leave it on the pillow. That, that just hit me. So don't, ooh, mm, because don't let it just be a dream, you know, either. Like, ooh. Come on today, Shantia Coley. <laughs> Come on this yeah, I, I that was that that was yeah. Mm-hmm. You got me. So on you that note, so <laughs> on that on that, Kelly, I can't help my look. On that note, though, wow, I'm going to thank you for being here today because really there's nothing that needs to be said after that. And you know, you and you answered the question that I had in my brain, and that just really did it. So I hope whoever heard that really listened and felt that because that was powerful. That was good. That was real good. So for those of you who have enjoyed this and definitely want to connect with Shantia, please be sure to click the link in the description, the notes for for this show and go check out the full interview notes that will also lead you to her website and to her social media and all those things, all those things. But all those things. I love it. All of it. Just all of it. So can, I can't find her. Yes, you can. Click the link. Go see the show notes and go find her. And then go see how she popping like I'm seeing it. Because y'all, like, I'm, like you heard it here and, and so much wisdom. But really, thank you for all that you are, you know, for being all that you are, for who you are, for showing up, for again just pursuing your life and being able to share your wisdom with us today it means a whole lot and i just wish you well in everything continue to inspire people and continue to you know think big and go big because you just go big and you just fearless out here in these streets and i can appreciate that and thank you for being a sister like not just somebody who i crossed paths with and was like hey girl you know like whatever you know like that you can't sit with us but you just like sis what's up because again the first time we met you fully embraced me and I'm like yeah that's that's love and we had to pass it along to other women especially other women of color you know the black women you know like us to know that we out here doing it and we get along and uplift each other yeah. so that's that thank you you're welcome so thank welcome. you thank you I, I have to say this thank you for doing what you do please don't stop it's so necessary and you are appreciated as well thank you oh tear 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 okay (laughs) all right until the next time